0: you're listening to the journeys of scientists podcast put on by msu wamps these are casual conversations with graduate students in a variety of fields to learn about their experiences research and what brought them to where they are today to keep up to date with future wamps events be sure to check out our website at wamps.org and follow us on social media we are msu wamps on facebook twitter and instagram on this episode, we are joined by Isabella lima Borges. She is a PhD student in the Department of Integrative Biology at MSU. She studies how small and fragmented natural populations persist and interact with their environments. Hope you enjoy. Well, welcome, Isabella. Could you briefly introduce yourself? What is your area of study here at MSU?
1: Yeah. So I'm a fourth year PhD candidate in the department of integrative biology. um, and also in the ecology evolution and behavior program. And also I'm based at the Kellogg biological station. So a lot of affiliations, Uh, but basically I study, uh, plant evolution and, uh, more generally the evolution of, uh, small populations and gene flow. So how, uh, different genes move about in the environment and what happens when that, um, movement is blocked or facilitated.
0: Okay. And what do you mean small populations? Like what does that entail? Is that like just small, like a small amount of some species of something or other, or is it more than that?
1: Yeah, basically, uh, the lab as a whole, my lab studies, um, what we call small populations, but which would just mean, um, Either species that are endangered, so they only have a few individuals, or uh, even for species that are not endangered, maybe there's a habitat or a place where there's been a lot of fragmentation or habitat destruction, um, and then the you know the the birds or the fish or the plants that were there that used to be like really abundant and be able to occupy a really big space now they're kind of confined to that small fragment that is left in the landscape.
0: Okay. And with your specific work, are you looking at just like small populations, just like uh, as a whole, or are you looking at like a specific you know, species of something?
1: Um, yeah. So my thesis is kind of all over the place a little bit uh, because I'm really interested in plants and that's what I uh, came to MSU to study. But um, the, the paper that just came out earlier this year that I was on, um, that was on Trinidadian guppies, which is a small fish. Um, So that was uh, the study system of my advisor for her PhD. So she had a ton of data on these little fish um, and some of the questions that I was asking of the plants like really applied to this data that and I could really look at it more closely with this fish. Um, So that's why I I ended up uh, working on them, which, yeah, they're really cool. But also then I have a chapter that is based here in Michigan that is on Michigan prairie plants. And then I have another chapter that is based in Brazil that, uh, for that one, I study three different species of Brazilian plants.
0: Oh, wow. You're just all over the place.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: so then how do you end up in these? So like, okay, your advisor studies, the, the gaps, whoever, and okay. So I understand like why you're studying that, then how do you end up on like these other seemingly from a distance, like unrelated projects?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Brazil one was kind of, uh, something that I decided to do when I came here. So I'm from Brazil and I really wanted to have a chapter of my thesis be based there. Um, and that was basically, um, I had a previous collaboration with, uh, a professor there. So when I came here, I just told my advisor, like, I really want to do this project and continue to work on this. Um, and like I said, the questions are very related between all the chapters, even though the systems are not, um, So yeah, that's how the Brazil project came about. And then the Michigan one was just, um, I'm based at a field station and I really like doing experiments. Uh, so I was kind of looking for a a plant that I could work with here, um, that, you know, fulfilled some criteria of like easy to work with native to Michigan, um, yeah i wanted a plant that has mutualisms with other species so uh, this plant has an interaction with ants where the ants protect the plant from other herbivores um, and has an interaction with bacteria in the soil that give it nitrogen so it's just like a really cool plant that i that i wanted to work with and it, it worked out that i could
0: very nice so did you start off as like a biology major or something when you were in undergrad
1: yeah so the way that it works in brazil is a little different i did i started my undergrad there um but basically you have to decide what you're doing as you like enter university and you don't get to change switch once you're there like if you want to switch you have to like there's a whole entrance exam that like happens once a year with like everyone in the country you have to like retake that whole thing like restart your whole um uh, university experience even if you want to go to the same place. um so there's kind of like a lot of pressure on like choosing correctly. Um, and, you know, we're like 17 when this happens. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of stressful. Um, and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, I was generally like good at school and I didn't really have like a lot of preferences. Um, but then I had this really cool biology teacher my senior year of high school. Um, And I just remember there was this lecture that he gave on bees and like the social life of bees. And I was just like, I I need to, I need to study this. I need to (laughs) look into this uh, because it was so cool. And then I had two other friends that um, went into biology also partially because of the influence of this teacher. Um, So the three of us just kind of went into it together and I kind of went into it, not really knowing what I was doing or if it was what I really wanted to do, but it kind of worked out.
0: Yeah, awesome. And so, were you involved with like any sort of like research or extracurricular activities or clubs or anything like that when you were in undergrad?
1: Um, more research than anything. Um, there were some outreach programs that I was really interested in when I was uh, in Brazil, and then uh, about halfway through my degree, I transferred to the University of Toronto in Canada, um, and there I was more. Um, a part of like student organizations. There's like a, uh, we called it a union. It was not a a union in the labor sense, but it was just like an undergrad student group um, that I was involved in. Um, But yeah, mostly I was, I was doing research um, from the beginning.
0: So you said you transferred in the middle of your undergrad?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Then you, it was to Toronto. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. So then how, how do you end up in in toronto from from brazil like if you don't mind sharing like what led to that yeah. transition
1: um yeah i had always had that idea of like going abroad to to study uh my parents did that for their uh they both have graduate degrees so they both went to france to do their graduate degrees and i also i always thought that was cool um so it's just kind of something that i had in the back of my mind about trying to do um but I started my undergrad in Brazil, and I really liked it. And I was I was really getting into it, and I really loved the community there and the department and everything. Um, but I just kept thinking about it, so I was like, "Well, I'll just try." And you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, that's fine. So I just tried for um, that one school, the University of Toronto, and that was kind of random too. I kind of didn't want to come to the U.S. I wanted to go somewhere. Uh, well. Toronto not that different, it turns out, but, uh, I wanted to go somewhere that seemed more, uh, different, I guess. Um, and I had, uh, some, a couple people that I knew, uh, just like online that lived in Toronto and I knew it was a cool city and a big city. Um, so yeah, I just, I just tried it and then I got in and then I was like, well, I guess I, I should go check it out. And if I don't like it, I'll come back. Mm-hmm. Um. And I liked it. So I ended up finishing my undergrad there.
0: Okay. And then how did you end up here at MSU?
1: Um, so at the end of my undergrad, I uh, had this opportunity to go to a conference, the Evolution Conference that happens every year. Um, and there is this program called Undergrad Diversity at Evolution that was actually run through Beacon, which was run through MSU. Um And uh, the way that that program worked was that they paired undergrad, they paid for everything, and they paired undergrads with uh, mentors to like guide them through the conference. So they weren't like alone there. Um, And the one mentor that I got paired with was my now advisor, Sarah Fitzpatrick, um, who was just starting her lab. And uh, we just got along. And I thought that she was super cool. And her research was super cool. Um, But my plan back then was to Go to Brazil, go back to Brazil, do a master's, and then maybe do a PhD abroad. Um, so I did, I did go back to Brazil for a year, but within that year, I applied both for a master's and for MSU to work with Sarah. Um, and then I visited here and then I liked it. And then I was like, well, I'll just I'll just go straight to the PhD, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So like in biology, is it common that you do like the like when you have your bachelor's and you're applying to grad school that you apply like directly to a PhD program or do you do like a masters and then you apply to a PhD like how does that sort of work
1: um yeah i think in the us it's pretty common to go straight to phd um i'm trying to think there's there's quite a few people that do masters um there's some people that do like lab manager work uh beforehand which i, I if i could do it again that that would be the the route that i would take cuz i think that's a really good way to uh like figure out how labs work and how grad school works without actually being a it um but yeah I, I feel like it's pretty common to go straight to phd
0: okay and then how, like how often in your work are you out going to like you to do field work or something like that
1: yeah i mean ideally um my plan pre-covid and which did happen for a year was to go to brazil around this time of year so in april or so when um the plants that i work on are flowering in the field. um so i did go to i did get to do one of those trips uh, where i went to brazil and collected the plants. um and then since i'm based at a field station um excuse me. um the summers here are really busy so this is when we like the summers when we have undergrads when we have most of our field work and experiments. um so yeah my the the plan was for the my year to kind of look like, you know, be here in the winter, uh, go to Brazil in the spring, um, do experiments and field work in Michigan during the summer. Um, yeah, and just, just okay. rinse and repeat.
0: So you said like, do, you're saying when you go to, or at least would go to Brazil to like study in like April time, it was to see flowers bloom, is that right? or. yeah
1: so the the plants that i work on there uh they're like some of them are kind of like small and cryptic Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and just generally like hard to find um as i said like these are plants that are kind of rare and that the populations are kind of decreasing because of climate change and and habitat destruction um so they're kind of hard to find in the first place so when they're flowering they're just easier to find
0: so this is a really dumb question then as someone who doesn't really know anything about like plants or biology or anything like that. Isn't like Brazil South of the equator. So wouldn't that be like fall? Like, I don't know, to me, that just seems like counterintuitive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is fall there. Um, when these plants flower, um, and the, the environment that they're in, uh, are kind of these like mountaintop savannas, basically like really scrubby mountaintop areas. Um, so yeah, they 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 flower in the fall. Um, I should know why that is. Oh. <laughs> they not really. Uh, the the winter is like the the dry season there. So mm-hmm. maybe they they like it dry for flowering and and fruiting.
0: Okay, okay. I was just I was just curious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, when I got to when I got to the U.S. and Canada, I was uh, the seasonality of things really blew my mind because I'm not. I'm used to things just kind of like some flowers flower in the fall, some Mm -hmm. flowers flower in the spring, some of them flower in the summer. Like I'm not used to having like all the plants do the same thing at the same time. That's really strange to me.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. Yes, interesting. Yeah, I just never thought about it. I always, you know, you know, naive me, I'm always just like, oh, well, it's just flip-flops, you know, (laughs) time-wise, you know, based on okay, very cool. So, like, how was your experience, if you don't mind sharing, of like you know, moving and living and adjusting to like essentially three different countries in a sense. Like to me, that seems like a very stressful thing. Of if you're only 20 or however old, yeah. and suddenly I'm just going to move to the other side of the world. In some sense,
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I, I benefited from my uh, young hubris. I guess I was like, I can do this. Um, this won't be hard. Uh, but it was like it was. Uh, I don't know. I I feel like. I I got there and I was like okay I have to like figure out what my life is in a way that I never have like I get to I get to choose what I'm doing and how I'm doing it where I'm living what I do every day like in a way that I never was able to before um and that was really scary but it was really cool also um and I also always felt the security of like if I want to go back home, I can always go back home. Like I never felt the pressure of like, Oh, I have to make this work. Like it has to, it has to work here. Like if I, if I didn't like it, I could have always gone back home. Um, and I feel like that thought was always <laughs> really comforting. Uh, especially when, yeah, you know, cause in the beginning you don't know anybody and you don't know your way around. And like in Michigan, I didn't have a car for a long time. And that was annoying. Um, in Lansing and especially here, um, in Hickory Corners, which is where the field station is. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I, both, both times, both moves, like it's just gotten increasingly better the longer I'm here because I get to build community and know what I'm doing better. Um, but at first it's really hard. And I, I think like universities normally, at least the two that I've, been to uh, in Canada and here like they don't really do a great job of uh, you know leading their international students through all the steps of like this is what you need in order to be a person in this place we just kind of have to figure it out by ourselves
0: yeah do you feel like you've at least kind of like built a community or found a community here now
1: yeah that was the main reason why I decided to come here instead of doing a master's in Brazil is that I I just got a sense when I visited that the community was really good, um, both in the department and the the field station, but especially the field station because I knew I'd be living here uh, for most of my PhD. Um, so yeah, it just felt like a place where I, you know, could make friends and that people would want to hang out with me and that I I wouldn't have trouble uh, asking for help and and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely been good, and I. Every I've been talking to, to recruits recently because it was recruitment time and now some of them are coming here. Um, and I sometimes I ask for advice, like, what's the main piece of advice for like grad students coming in? And I think like having friends that are not grad students is like so important. Um, and I, I feel like I in the past like, couple of years or so, I really got that down, uh, which is really nice. So I get to hang out with people that obviously have friends who are grad students and they're wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I love talking to them about things that are not grad school also, but just like having people who kind of in a very nice way, don't care Mm -hmm. (laughs) about what I do uh, is really nice.
0: Yeah. So how did you find like friends who are not grad students? Is it still through like the field station thing or are you going out, out and about in the world and, you know? <laughs>
1: um, yeah I got lucky I think because I I made field station friends that had like outside of grad school <laughs> friends and then I I kind of inserted myself into those friend groups um so yeah the one of the friends is a person who used to work as like a communications person at the field station and now uh they're doing other stuff in Kalamazoo uh, and I I get to just hang out with them as a as a not a field station person. Um, I have some friends that I uh, met through like this Brazilian student, student abroad kind of group, um, that kind of same thing. Like some of them are grad students, some of them are not. Um, yeah, I met my partner just randomly at a at a party, and he's not a grad student, so stuff like that
0: very nice very nice and you said the station is like in the hickory corners area so does that mean that you're like essentially never at msu campus proper and in, in lansing
1: yeah the the way that it works for for kbs that's what the field station's called kbs grad students is that uh we usually do a, a year in lansing the first year in lansing so that we get done with all the classes and then we move here um i really liked lansing um and oh yeah, other, other not grad student friends that I met were the, the people that I was living with, uh, in Lansing. I just kind of like found this house that was, uh, leasing a, a room and those people are really awesome. Um, and I, I just like Lansing. So I, I kind of, I stayed for a year and a half, uh, there. I also had to get a car and like get all this stuff together before I could move here. Um, but yeah, I used to I used to always complain that the, the KBS grad students would never come visit Lansing and say that whenever I moved, I would visit all the time. Um, how often was, do you do that? <laughs> which I was fully intending on doing. Uh, but then COVID. Uh, so I think I have not been in Lansing in the past two years. Um, oh, wow. Which is kind of a bummer. But uh, yeah, I mean, usually in, in the before times, people would go to teach. Like they go TA on campus twice a week. Um, They go visit friends or go to social events. So I'm hoping that I, that I can do that again more soon, but um, it just hasn't really happened. And I, I definitely see what my, what the senior grad students at KBS would say before the, like you just get lazy and you don't want to drive the hour and 15 minutes. Um, And I I can see that now.
0: Yeah. Do you have like any hobbies or involvements like outside of, work that you actively partake in?
1: Um I was thinking about this yesterday because I listened to a podcast about hobbies and I was like, what are my hobbies?
0: <laughs> um, what do you like?
1: <laughs> what do I do? <laughs>
0: um
1: I don't know if I really have hobbies. I really like walking around, like going right. on hikes, um hanging out with my friends, going to restaurants. Um, I've tried to get into, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, not crochet, not cross stitch, embroidery. Um, I, I've gotten a little bit into embroidery in the past, like six months.
0: Is that like the ring and you stick the needle in it?
1: Yeah. I really want to get like, uh, be able to embroider like cool things on, on my clothes. That's, that's my next step. Mm-hmm. I want to put like little flowers and, and stuff all over my, all over my clothes. <laughs> um, So I've been, I've been working on that. Um, yeah. Otherwise I just kind of hang out, watch TV.
0: Looks like you have a lot of plants around you.
1: I do have a lot of plants. Uh, yeah, I try to, it's kind of funny because in the summer I have to keep so many plants alive just for experiments. And then the, the house plants really (laughs) suffer. (laughs) They, they, they get all, they get neglected basically, but now they're pretty happy because I haven't had summer plants for a while. So, um, Yeah, they're good. They're a good low pressure alternative to experimental plants because if they die, it doesn't really matter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just you that's sad. It's not all this money that went to waste.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't doesn't affect my graduation time at all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. All right. So maybe like wrapping things up a little bit here, I like to ask people if you have any advice or tips or wisdoms you would either give say like undergrads thinking about going to grad school or like first year grad students kind of adjusting to that grad school lifestyle.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, for the people thinking about going to grad school, I think one thing that I really got to do that was a great privilege and like, and also very cool was that I got to work in like four different labs during my undergrad um, from things as like diverse as plants and microbes to lizards Um, working in the field, working in the lab, um, doing field work abroad. Like I got to have like the whole range of experiences. And that's how I realized that I do like doing research because some parts of research are really boring. Like right now, what I've been doing for the past month is that I'm just counting seeds and I've counted like 37,000 seeds and that's all I do all day. Um, So I feel like for someone that doesn't know what research like Billy looks like, that would be like really frustrating to get to grad school and be like oh i thought i was going to have you know these big ideas and it's going to like do all these like cool stuff but actually you're like doing very boring manual labor a lot so, of the time
0: so so sorry to interrupt but like when you <laughs> yeah. say you're just counting seeds like is it literally like you're on a table and you're going one two it's yeah. essentially like is it as mundane yeah. as that
1: I mean I have little envelopes that have little pods of seeds and I take them out of the envelopes I open the pods I count the seeds I weigh them and then I put them back into the envelope and yeah. then I have yeah a lot of envelopes to go through um, So yeah and that's like doing that undergrad research was how I discovered that I do like that boring I like the boring stuff I like the the exciting big picture stuff. Um, I I found out that I don't like working with animals. Like I don't wanna chase things. I don't wanna kill things. Um, so I wanna I wanna work on plants because I don't have to chase them and I don't feel bad killing them. Um and they're just easier in a lot of ways. Um yeah, I figured out that I really like field work. I kind of like lab work. You know, I just get to like have a sense of what I would wanna do in grad school. So like coming in, I had some more concrete idea of what I wanted to do. Um, and then for the first year, or like beginner grads, like starting grad students, um, um, I think I thought I was really smart for like my first year of grad school. And then I just realized that I'm really not, um, or you know, that I'm good at some things and I'm not good at other things. So I feel like I had really like ambitious plans of all these things that I was going to do during grad school. um, And that slowly like transitioned into um, what do I really care about learning? What do I really care about? Like getting out of this program? What do I need to get to graduate? Like it's, it's uh, decreased in ambition uh, significantly uh, was while still being like a really cool project that I'm really proud of. Um, So, yeah, I think I was like really stressed out about like, getting to figure out how to do all those things. And then as I went on, I just realized that a lot of it was like me trying to impress myself and others basically. And that's kind of silly. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think I wanted to like plan it all and have it all work out perfectly. And and now I realize that that's kind of impossible. Um, so I think I would, I would tell my uh, first year grad student self to just kind of chill and and, you know, do the things that I want to do. And, and like a project will eventually come out of that instead of having to, to plan a, a big thing from the start.
0: Yeah, that's a really good perspective. Thank you for sharing and thank yeah. you for coming on and doing the podcast.
1: Of course, thanks for having me.